Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Costilla. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment and even more joy. This is a bit of clarity. Well, hello again. This is Nathaniel catching up with you. How are you guys doing? I hope you are well. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are maintaining yourself and keeping yourself active. Um, reading, meditating, doing a lot of sport, uh, engaging in the business, in the work, in the studies, uh, in raising up a family, in looking after maybe a loved one. Whatever you get busy with throughout the day, I just hope that you're really enjoying it and you're making the most of it every single day. Because when you do that, you really have a sense of fulfillment. You really enjoy the age and the period that you're living in. I remember listening to John Maxwell, wonderful speaker, um, in, in a podcast recently, and he said, I am 73 years old and I love my age. I thought, how fantastic is that? To, to love every single day, to love every period of life, to love your age and to love where you are at the moment, because that is a choice, a choice that we make every single time. Well, today, um, a very, very particular subject. You may not like me after this, but I need to bring this to you because this is very important. We are talking about awareness in this period of, uh, of, of start of these episodes. And um, we spoke about our core needs pre previously, and we also spoke about the concept of self. Now, I need to bring you um, a powerful insight into getting to know ourselves and that is um, our selfish, our ego, the way we operate, the way we look at ourselves and the way our ego gets in the way. Now, how egocentric are you? How selfish are you? Well, how aware are you of, of your ego attitude? The ego is real. The ego works against us. And today we're going to go deeper into that. If you haven't yet uh, subscribed to our channels, be it on uh, Apple iTunes or uh, Google Podcasts or YouTube, um, it's a good opportunity for you to subscribe to these and also to look in the comments and in the notes there in the description because you will find a link to our show notes. You can also go to eq.org.au, so that's eq.org.au and you can download the notes from there because I am following a bit of, uh, of a structure here, which is important for you and for us. We, it helps us assimilate it better. So make sure you download the notes and they also serve as a reference point for you so you can remember the most important bits. I've done this for you because I know when I listen to podcasts, I sometimes think I wish I had a pen and a pen, you know, a, piece of paper or the ability to write things down because I want those three points or I want that learning or I want that. I want, I want to reflect back on that and I don't want to miss it. 
And a lot of the times when I listen to podcasts, I'm driving, so I can't really take notes. In Australia, it's a big no-no, so you can't, you, you can't actually touch the phone while you're driving. You can't even answer a call. You're not supposed to touch it at all. And we are gearing ourselves and training ourselves more and more not to do that because the temptation, let me tell you, it is so big. But that's just for us in Australia. I'm sure you don't have that issue anywhere else. Uh, okay, so the show notes are there and I'm, I'm just going to touch on... Uh, so what we're talking about today is your awareness of ego. So I call this uh, podcast uh, Ego Awareness. I mean, we're not talking about managing so much your ego, but I'm talking about more about you being conscious that you have an ego that is asking for its own rights and this ego really wants to get the best of you. And unless you're aware of what's going on in your mind with this ego, you can't manage it. So we can't go talking about management unless we have the awareness. And I don't want to go straight into it before. I just want to say this to you in a, in a very, very direct way. Awareness is the beginning of everything. If you don't have awareness of a situation, if you don't have awareness of ego, if you don't have awareness about things in life, you will never make any adjustment. You will never make any, you will never manage anything. You will never push towards anything because you simply don't have that awareness. You're not, you don't even know. You can't do something that you don't know in a sense. So awareness is absolutely vital to everything that we do. And look, I've gone through life when I think I've been absent for so many years and I'm thinking, what did I do in that time? Because my awareness to so many things that could have happened and things that have happened really was so low that I didn't know what was going on. But it's wonderful that we don't remain where we are today. We are advancing every day and we don't remain where we were, like, you know, two, three, five, 20 years ago. So we are on a journey and we're all learning and we must have patience with each other and with ourselves as well. So today, developing an understanding of our ego or of the ego. And uh, in that section, understanding ego, this is what I wrote. The ego refers to our mind construct. So it's something that we make up in our mind. It's not real, but it's, we put the pieces together in our mind. So it's our mind constructs of our instinctual desires. So something that is in us, something that is uh, uh, happening inside of us, they, they are desires based on our flesh, our desires of, of the body, of the ego. So it's how we frame this in our mind. So the mind construct of our instinctual desires, our selfish wishes, so something that we desire for ourselves in a selfish way and our flesh-driven pleasures. So there's certain things that we like, let's say if we like food, we like the taste of food. Our ego wants us to have more and more food because it satisfies the flesh, it satisfies the desires of our body, it satisfies our taste buds, it satisfies this joy in eating. So that can reign in our lives, that can take over, the ego can take over, and before we know it, we overeat, we indulge in that pleasure, which is tasty, which is beautiful to 
the flesh, but really bad for us long term. And even though there's a mind battle with that, most of the time the ego wins. It is an unconscious part of our mind that gears our motives to act out in our self-interest. <clears throat> and it comes from Latin I. It has to do with me, with mine. So, I said it's an unconscious part of our mind because if we don't have the awareness that we have this issue, it will just creep into our lives and we will just go with the flow. If you look to the media today, if you look to the advertising, everything is about me. Everything is about I, everything is about... The whole world promotes a very selfish, egocentric society. Uh, your friends, uh, the consumers out there, it's all about what am I getting out of this? What's in it for me? How much am I saving? How much am I earning? Everything in this world pretty much is driven by ego. And that is very, very sad. Now, there is a great percentage of people that are choosing to go against this trend and to give themselves to society to help a lot of people out, to live out a selfless life. Now, we've got to understand that in this world, nobody's an island. You can't live this life by yourself. You need other people. In fact, you are part of the fabric of society. You play a role in the construct of this whole world. You actually have a role to play. So unless you do your share of that responsibility, this world cannot be a better place. So you've got to realize that you have a role to play and be responsible for that role and have the awareness that life is not just about you but it's the ripple and the effect and the influence that you make on other people and that you leave on other people. So life is not just about ego and about ourselves. It is more so about others and the legacy that we leave behind. So uh, to have this awareness, it is just absolutely important. So I want to take you into this world to uh, flag this awareness to light up the bulb in your life to understand how the ego works and how it takes you away from the joy of being embedded in the society as a whole. So your ego is your enemy, I wrote there. Your ego is your enemy. Why? Because it takes you out of touch. So the first thing there, it creates a, a state for you where you're not in tune with yourself. If you remember my signature in clarity is in tune with yourself and in tune with others. Well, in this first part, part of uh, clarity, we want to bring you in tune with yourself. So to be in tune with yourself, you must get out of your ego. Otherwise, you're not in tune with yourself. So it removes you, ego removes you and keeps you out of touch with reality. So you create, you construct your own world, your own view of yourself, which is ego-driven, which is selfish. But it's not real. It's not a true sense of reality. It is something that you've made up in your mind and it keeps you and removes you out of touch with other people and the rest of the world. It also takes you away from the possibility to develop, to improve, to connect with other people and to achieve your goals. 
if your view of yourself is so filled with, with ego, you know, and selfishness, no one wants to be around you. Well, you won't grow because you won't develop, you won't learn, you will not accept feedback, and you won't want to anybody to, to actually have a goal and give you any advice. So this is, this is very important for you to understand that you can't really achieve your goals in life if everything is about you, because your goals are not just about you. Your goals must be bigger than yourself. Number two there, your, your ego, your enemy. Uh, you become unrealistic. So your ego makes you unrealistic. So first of all, it makes you out of touch and it makes you unrealistic. It creates unrealistic expectations and entitlements. So you're, I mean, you get a, you get a sense of an entitlement that you deserve something that really is not yours. So it's when everything is about yourself, then you think, oh, I'm entitled to have this. I'm entitled to receive this. I'm entitled for people to serve me. I'm entitled to have this. I'm entitled when I ring people so people jump and do what I tell them to do, which is, which is very, very unpleasant. Um, it also makes you make assumptions that you deserve more. So you'll never be satisfied with these unrealistic expectations and entitlements. Your ego is your enemy, thirdly, because it makes you dependent. It makes you dependent on external validation to feel satisfied. You're always asking people, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about what I say? What, did I, what do you think about me? Because you always need that external validation to keep up with your selfish view of yourself. And if you don't get that, you spit the dummy. You're upset and you need that. So if you don't get that affirmation, if you don't get that validation, you are never satisfied with yourself because everything is about you. So your ego works against you. It may protect you from certain things. So there is an element that maybe, maybe in a very, very small percentage helps you. But apart from that, it's, it works against you. So your ego is your enemy. So what do you do with your ego? How do you overcome your ego? I'm glad you asked. It's very interesting. Yesterday, I um, participated in a funeral. Uh, it was a um, good friend of mine who worked with us in a not-for-profit organization. He was a Swiss uh, chef, a very highly ranked chef. And um, he worked for Pamela Hilton Group, both in uh, the Middle East and also in Australia. In fact, they hired him from the Middle East, from Dubai, and they brought him to Australia, to Pamela Hilton here in Perth. He was a sauce chef, very renowned and he came here to Australia. Um, he wasn't, he became a little bit sick and um, he couldn't work full time anymore. So he came to our not-for-profit organization and began to work with us uh, in feeding the hungry and feeding the uh, pensioners and people who couldn't feed themselves. And for many years, he prepared all the food. So the food that he was preparing for these people was absolutely amazing because he had a refined taste for food. And he worked with us and then his health deteriorated until he passed away. And uh, yesterday was his funeral. He was still quite young, uh, in his 60s. But what was very interesting that at his funeral, as they were reading the eulogy and people were sharing about his life, everything that we heard about Marcus, my friend, had to do with the way he served 
and loved other people. He didn't have to do anything with himself because this guy was selfless. Everything that he did was to help other people. He had an infectious smile. He loved people and he just served the community. We couldn't pay him the wages he was getting at Pamelia Hilton. It was impossible for us. We were a not-for-profit organization. In fact, most of the food that we were serving to people was received from the stores, from the supermarkets. So we would receive the food that was about to expire in the next couple of days. And then we'd bring it into a commercial kitchen and he would cook it and we would give out these meals and hampers. It was phenomenal. His whole life was a service onto other people. And uh, when we were in that chapel yesterday, the chapel was full. He has no family here. All his family is in Switzerland. And everyone that was there, everyone who came to the funeral, was there because they had a connection with him through the community services that this man did to the wider community. There were hundreds of people there who were touched by this man, by his love and by his selfish nature because he just gave himself to the work that he was doing. What will people say when your funeral comes around? In a few years time or maybe in a couple of decades or maybe a bit later on. Let's say you're, you're a bit younger and probably will take a few extra years for you to get there. Will they see you as a person who was selfish or a person that was selfless? How much in this life is about you and how much is it about other people? So just ask yourself these questions as we reflect on our ego. So how do we overcome our ego? Well, I'm glad you asked. And if you haven't, I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. So the first thing that I'm going to say to you is this, you got to choose love. And I know I spoke about this in previous, in previous uh, podcasts and video casts, and I will come back to it because love is the most amazing thing in the universe that brings us all together. And without love, we cannot do absolutely anything, okay? So choose love. So ask yourself, in this decision, in this situation, in this conversation, do I choose love? And I put that first before anything else, because unless you have an awareness of how, love import, how important love is and how much people need love out there, unless you have this awareness, you will never engage in being fully human. To be fully human is to be immersed in and riddled in love. Otherwise, your level of humanity is, is, is in, in a very low percentage. So choose love. Ego acts out of fear, and the opposite of fear is love. And I share this with you, and if you haven't watched the other videocasts or podcasts, you haven't listened to them, I invite you to go back because I speak about fear and the opposite of fear being love. So your ego, your selfishness acts out of fear. It is always driven by fear and the opposite of fear is love. So if you live a life uh, driven by fear, you will live an egocentric life. If you live a life driven by love, you will get out of yourself. I also wrote there, you cannot negotiate with your ego. I mean, how many times did you say, oh, I'm not going to eat that, and then you ate that. Or I'm going to get up at that hour, and you didn't get up at that hour. Or you said, you know, I'm not going to say that, and you said that. How many times has your ego won the battle within yourself? Let me tell you, your ego is pretty good at 
convincing you. Your ego is a lot stronger than yourself. Your ego has lived with you, coexisted with you. Your ego knows you pretty well, knows your weak spots, knows your strengths, knows who you are, and knows what turns you on. So just be very careful because you cannot win the battle with your ego. You will lose it. So what do you do with your ego then? Well, you kill it. You don't negotiate with it. You kill the ego and you let love reign. You replace it with love. Don't negotiate with it. You mortify it. You don't negotiate with your ego. The moment you indulge in a discussion, into a negotiation, into if I do this, then that, let me tell you, you've already lost the battle. And you know because you've tried this a few times, and I'm sure you've tried it many times, and you've lost the battle every time. Occasionally, you get a bit of a win, but the next day, your ego takes over again. So make sure that you have this conscious awareness that your ego is so much stronger than yourself, and you can't really beat it. So you kill it, right? Love is not egocentric. Love is not about you. Yes, you can love yourself, but that's egocentric as well. I'm not saying you don't love yourself, but love others. Love others, right? So love did not create the ego thought that you have in your mind. So when you constructed this frame, you know, this, this, this desires, these passions, this uh, defensive mechanism, these arguments to defend what you want to do, when you've done all that, you didn't construct them with your love. You construct them with fear. It's the fear of missing out. It's the fear of not having enough. It's the fear of not eating enough. It's the fear of not uh, saving face in that conversation. So your ego creates all these thoughts in your mind. And then these thoughts drive you into a fear state, which is ego-driven. If you kill the ego, you kill the reality of that thought. So when you mortify the ego, that thought is not real anymore. Because remember, this is all in your mind. This is not real anyway. All this, this construction, all this uh, thought pattern that you create, that's not real. You, you just make it up yourself because you're self, uh, selfish and ego-driven. But when you choose love, your ego dies. Ego can't stand love. So, if I choose to love my wife, for example, which I should, I can cheat myself and say, well, I love my wife, but really I love myself being with my wife. So I say I love her, but actually it's all about me. So I could, I could go to a restaurant and say, I'm, I'm taking my wife out to a restaurant to have dinner together because I love her. But when I get to the restaurant, I said, let's sit at this table. So see my selfish nature? It's about me. So I'm taking her to the restaurant. It's almost like, you know, I'm taking you to the restaurant. I'm, I want to show you my love, but I choose the restaurant. I choose the table. And as we go through the menu, I'll say, oh, I'll have this, and I'll have uh, the, uh, this uh, entree, and I'll have this main, I'll have this dessert. And then as she's about to choose her dishes, I will say, well, why don't you try that? and I'll have a bite of yours. So it's really, I'm saying, look, I love you, honey, but I love myself more. Do you see how the ego gets in the way? And then at the end of the day, after we've, we've had a nice dinner per se, I say to my wife, you know, this, 
I, I'm so glad that I could do this for you. But in effect, it wasn't for her. It was for myself cheating and saying that it was for her. Because all that love was for my food, for myself, and for myself in the situation with her. It wasn't about her. I didn't surrender. I didn't kill the ego in that situation. I let the ego reign, but I knew how to mask it. I knew how to dress it up nicely and pretend that it was about her. But I was deceiving her and I was deceiving myself and I remain in that state of being a selfish person. Do you see what I'm saying? When love reigns, when I choose love, love is no longer about me. Love is about the other person. So my ego dies. Honey, I'd love to take you out for dinner. Where would you like to go? That's, you know, changes the equation, all right? When we get to a restaurant, I open the door and I say, honey, where would you like to sit? Oh, by the window. Oh, you know, let's go in that corner. We can have more privacy. As we open the menu, what would you like, honey? You choose first. Do you, do you see how again and again I kill the ego because it's all about her? In fact, when I kill the ego, I say to myself, I am not satisfied unless she is satisfied. I am not happy unless she is happy. I choose to love her. I choose to love this experience. I choose to love this situation. And I choose to surrender myself to her and to this situation for the benefit that doesn't really matter. Our lives will be enriched out of this. I surrender myself because I know that this is the best for everybody. Love reigns, okay? Number two there, choose others. Now, or I already spoke about others in, in this example that I gave you about with my wife at this dinner. But yeah, choose love first of all, then choose others. Focus on making others successful. Life is not just about you. I know you want to be successful. I, want, I know you want to finish that degree or to, to, to get that business going or to get that promotion. Yes, all those things are important. But life is not just about you. If you make others successful, you will be successful yourself. You know, it's, it's, most people want to be somebody. And uh, they will just make every effort to, to be some, somebody. I say to you, don't be somebody. Do something for other people. Let others be somebody. You be the one behind them that helps them. Because their success story is your success story. You only thrive when others thrive. When you serve others, you yourself are enriched. And the benefits are endless, endless, endless when you do that. Look at their needs, look at other people's needs, look at their goals, look at their desires, and look for ways in helping and serving others. You know, when you talk about, when you talk to other people, how much I is in that conversation? How much is it about you? How much is it about them? Is it at least 50-50? Or is it more geared towards you, what you want, and the conversation is about you? When people leave that conversation, who gets out more motivated? Who gets out more encouraged? Who gets out more validated? Is it you or the other person? So how much of yourself do you give to other people? Develop a sense of purpose and service within yourself toward others. So have this awareness that you are here to serve and love other people and develop that sense of purpose. Make it intentional that you are here to love and help other people. 
make that that a purpose in in yourself find that that god deposited ability that you have within yourself to love and serve other people give your life away and you will win it keep it and you will lose it give yourself away and as you give yourself your life is abundantly beautiful keep it keep everything for yourself and you will lose everything that you keep only what you give away will last you probably heard about uh, there was a story that i read once about this man who is a fisherman and he caught all this lobster amazing amazing lobster and he had a cool room at home and a freezer and when he came you know he took he had hundreds of lobsters and he put them in the freezer and his wife said to him what are we going to do with all this lobster and he said well we're going to eat it but she said it's going to take us a year to eat all this lobster we've got so much and then he said well why don't we give it away and she said well let's let's call our friends i'm sure everybody would love to have a couple of pieces of lobster you know so they call their friends away and rather than putting it in a freezer they kept giving giving it away so in in that week they gave away literally most of the uh, uh, lobster that they caught so they also saved themselves about 10 pieces and they put them in the freezer everything else hundreds of them were given away to their mates they they built great report people were happy they were enjoying these on their barbecues and then they had a reserve for themselves in the freezer they went out on holidays and when they came back from the holidays they realized that the power tripped during the time that they were away the freezer naturally didn't have electricity it went off and all the lobsters that were in the freezer you can imagine the smell and the stench they went off so everything they gave away became an abundant blessing to many people everything that they kept was lost they had to throw that away naturally and clean up the mess and you know get the garage <laughs> fumigated almost from that smell but but you see it if they hadn't given it away they would have lost it all they could have filled in that that freezer or that cool room and when they went away all that stock would have gone off they would have lost it all but the fact that they gave it away on their own volition all of a sudden they blessed many people they kept some for themselves what they kept for themselves they lost what they gave away they won learn to give yourself away learn to give your life away learn to serve others learn to surrender yourself to the service of others and you will win your life keep it and you will lose it this i know you love this as a concept but in practicality it's something that you're still struggling with i know that get over yourself all right the more you give away of yourself the more you become alive so I want you to really feel alive and to have that abundance about yourself. Number three, they choose gratitude. So number one, choose love. Number two, choose others. And number three, choose gratitude. This is how you overcome your ego. Ego's job is to defend in itself in being your ego, in being selfish. Ego is saying to you, Nathaniel, I will take good care of you. You just listen to me and I will look after you. Your conscience on the other side, guided by divinity, will say, no, 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 that's, that's not good. Let me, let me give you the best advice. Let me give you the most moral advice. Let me give you the best ways to deal with life. And this battle is going in the mind. Ego, divinity. Ego, spirituality. Ego, 
Who's going to influence my soul, my will, my mind, and my emotions? Both of them, they, they're fighting. They're fighting with each other to win my soul. When I give on to the ego, my door to a divine spirituality shuts, right? Because now I'm driven. I'm, I'm listening to the ego. If I shut the ego and I open the door to, to, to hear the voice of God or divinity or to, to get self-transcendence into me, then I live my life from a higher perspective, which is way beyond myself. The ego on the other side is shut away. But for some reason, the ego's door is, is like spring-loaded. You know, it just pops up. It just wants to open up and shut the other door so I don't hear the other stuff. The ego wants to drive us. The ego wants to protect us. The ego wants to give us the very best of the selfish nature. Unless we consciously realize that the ego wants to take us away from our best version, we will give in to the ego all the time. So the only way is to transition ourselves to live a life full of gratitude, full of life, full of love and full of service to others where the divine nature infiltrates us and we have a higher level of understanding. So choose gratitude, being, uh, begin focusing on the wonderful things you are experiencing. So look at the wonderful things that you go through every single day in your life. Um, count your blessings, maybe even do a journal of blessings or a journal of gratitude if you want, and count those things that are important to you and engulf yourself in gratitude. Just riddle yourself in gratitude. Just every time you go somewhere, every time you look somewhere, just thank, thank, thank. Wow, this is so wonderful. Thank you, God, for this. This is just amazing. Just, just, just carry on and being so wrapped up in being full of thankfulness and gratitude. A heart full of gratitude makes your whole being full of hope. When your heart is full of gratitude, you have amazing hope. You're not afraid. Uh, eliminate complaining. Stop whinging, stop complaining, stop lamenting, stop just, oh, what is this, oh, again, or not this, and stop that. Just stop complaining and focus on the things that you can't change and forget those that you can't. The certain things that you can change, well, if you can change them, change them. If you can't, just move on, but don't complain, okay? Overlook negativity. There's so many things that you can see that are negative in the world. You're not here to fix everybody and everything in the world. Do your small part, but stop being negative, stop complaining, and just carry on and do those things that are positive. And, you know, look, look, look for the success of others, look for the service of others, and look to bring value to everybody around you. Choose to see the best in every situation and choose thankfulness. Just from your heart, always be full of gratitude, full of being thankful, and you will see that your hope just dramatically increases. Now, an application which I'd like you to engage in is down the bottom of that uh, cheat sheet, if you want to call my show notes cheat sheets. It's this. Become active in our awareness. To become active in your awareness of your ego, uh, make a list of areas in your life where you will choose either love, others, or gratitude. So let's say in an area of your life, let's say in your family life, is it important to choose love? Absolutely, you will say, Nathaniel, of course, my family needs my love. Is it important to choose them before yourself? Yeah, of course, I mean, they, they need me. Is it important for you to be grateful and have a heart full of gratitude? 
Absolutely. So look at the areas in your life where you need to apply these three and start applying them. I really hope that you apply them in all areas of your life. And even if you can't apply all three in all areas of your life, at least identify what can you apply in that area of your life. Because gratitude is powerful, serving others is powerful, and living life driven by life, love is, is very powerful. Remember when, you know, when you're young, it's so much about you. You become so egocentric, so selfish. But as you grow up, you know, you get married, now you have to share life with somebody else. So the ego dies a little bit, but the ego pops up again. And you can be egocentric and narcissist in your marriage. Unfortunately, you can't be that. When the children come along again, there's another opportunity to love even more, to give yourself even more, to surrender yourself even more, to be even more grateful. And you get lost in that messiness of family, which is just absolutely amazing because now when you get lost in, in that, that means you become part of that, that you, you are embedded in that fabric of that family. And then, you know, your love is 100%, your, your service to others is 100%, your gratitude just grows and grows every single day as you immerse yourself on that. And let me tell you something, when you do that, your true life is so enriched, so blessed, you, you, the, the way you will experience life in its fullness it's just beautiful. So remember, life is not just about you. Life is not just about what you can achieve. Life is not just about the goals that you set in your life. Life is about how well you fit together in this fabric of society, how well you do your part, how well you choose love, how well you choose others, how well you choose gratitude, and how well you influence and the legacy that you leave on others. So I really hope that this um, Ego Awareness podcast blesses you and helps you. And you become more and more aware of who you are and the selfish nature that somehow creeps in in, in our lives. Uh, I'd value if you could share this content with those people around you, with the circle of influence that you have. Just, um, you know, help them subscribe to this as well. We also love five-star rating. And if you would give those to us, we'd be so, so thankful. They are important because they help us in our ranking and it encourages other people to... Um, watch these and uh, uh, listen to these podcasts. So thank you for joining us here at A Bit of Clarity this time and we can't wait to see you again. So make sure that you are aware of your ego, choose love, choose others and choose uh, being thankful. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costilla and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was a bit of clarity.